Welcome to our new podcast, The 21CB Thing, with Tara Palta and myself, Damasara. So, Tara Palta, why is it called The 21CB <laughs> Thing? With the 21CB Thing. So, it's called The 21CB Thing uh, because that's an abbreviation for The 21st Century Buddhist Thing. Oh, Why is it? No, a, 21st century Buddhism. Buddhism thing. thing. But it. the Buddhist thing is actually yeah. quite a nice. Why don't we just call it like that? Uh, yeah, maybe you call it that. Buddhist thing. So why, why why did we come up with that title then? Um, because it's the 21st century. Isn't it? Yeah. It seems to be. It's the 21st century and this is Buddhism. And this is Buddhism. And we're trying to practice Buddhism and this is a thing because we don't really know what it is. We have no idea. We've just got a couple of microphones and we're doing this. Yeah. Some really good microphones, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. We don't know yet how it's going to sound like. I think it's going to sound great. It's going to sound okay. Yeah. And it's a thing because we actually just are sitting here and I'm in my room. Yeah, we're in Dharmasara's room. Yeah, it's very nice. In front of my computer yeah. with two microphones. Yeah. We have no idea what's going to happen. No. So I'm going to take you onto that journey. Yes. Of Buddhism. So you get what you get here in this podcast yeah. is two actual Buddhists. Yeah. You know, we have funny names, Tarapalta, Dhammasara. Uh, who that, knows what that means? Yeah. And we're just going to talk about what's relevant for the yeah. 21st century with Buddhism. Isn't that great? That's great. Isn't that so exciting? That's so exciting. I feel so natural as well. It's so natural. <laughs> I feel so natural <laughs> sitting here with the microphone. It's great. It's just what we usually do, isn't it? We yeah. just kind of sit here, have green tea, talk yeah, together. Yeah, green tea. Damasara made nice like, green tea. You, know, you don't even realize that there's a microphone in your face. You don't no, even, you don't. You just relax. Just relax. Not tense at all. Not, not excited. Tense, not excited or tense mm. or having set up all this equipment. Yeah, and failed miserably failed. a few times. <laughs> Tried to start. No, it's the just show. what we always do. Just normal. It's just a Wednesday afternoon. Wednesday afternoon. That's what we do. So, our first question mm. that we have for this podcast. Yes, I'm going to put this question to you, Tarabal. Yes, because this is something that interests me about yeah. you. Oh, is why on earth are you a Buddhist? Wow, very good. Isn't that a good question? Very good. You should because have why answer. should anyone be a Buddhist? Why are you a Buddhist? Why on this earth mm. did you choose to <laughs> become a Buddhist out uh, of all the other things you could have done with your life? Um, I thought that was a very good question. When I first, when when you first came up with the idea, I kind of, uh, I thought, ah, is that really an interesting question? <laughs> but, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no. Tawapada always really no, believes in me. And, no, I do. And but, <laughs> I thought but, but then I thought, uh, no, that's an amazing question. Yeah, it's a vast question. Hmm. Um, so why am I? Why on earth am I a Buddhist? That's the question. Yeah, that is the question. Oh my god! And that's the topic of this podcast as well. Well, you know what? So you I mean, this is a bit of a giveaway, but yeah. I actually did think about the question. Good. And I wrote down uh, about twenty-five points oh, as wow. to why I'm a Buddhist, <laughs> um, which I won't go through. But there's so many. You could take it from so many angles. You know. Yeah. Like I was thinking when I was growing up, uh, funny enough, my mum bought a little Buddha, a little Japanese mm. Am Am Amida Buddha mm. from a market mm. in West London when mm. I was small. Mm. And that was always there on the mantelpiece. Mm. So I think instinctually I felt there was something there already, oh, some, okay. some yeah. familiarity with the religion perhaps through the image. I don't know. But did you, did you grow up religious? or did no, you, no, no, no. There was no religion like Christianity or anything? No, not really. No. No, mm. no, 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 no religion. So there's that, there's things like that. And then also I thought, well, in a way, I'm a Buddhist because 
I met some I met some people who uh, befriended me. Mm. Yeah, so I was living in Bristol uh, about twenty years ago, and uh, I can't say I was that. I didn't. Uh, no, I shouldn't spill the beans. <laughs> I didn't have a great time at the centre, but um, that's all right. <laughs> but one a guy called Kavler, yeah, he was a really good guy, and uh, so he just befriended me. And also, at the same time, I was listening to a lot of Sangharachita's talks. Yeah. So there was that. It was all quite a heady kind of mixture mm -hmm. in a way. But it was. I thought, yeah. So you could say the reason I'm a Buddhist is because uh, I was befriended. Mm -hmm by somebody mm. uh, who really took me seriously mm. as a young-ish man. Mm. And uh, yeah, we really, it was really, uh, it was uh, a kind of opening in a mm. way. Yeah. Mm. So that was, and, and I think uh, also, I don't think I could really take uh, anything else that seriously. Mm. I mean, sure, making things, food, doctors, blah, blah, blah. There's so many things that are essential. But the whole drive for other stuff, even though I was driven to do other stuff in a way. Mm. I, what were you doing at the time? I was doing music. Music? Okay. Yeah. And in a way, when you're doing music, it's really, I think it is, uh, to talk in terms of a refuge. Yeah. You know, you do music. Yeah. Uh, unless you're a real musician, like a real artist, mm. uh, which some people are, mm. uh, you do music um because you think it's going to deliver you from mundane reality mm. it's going to deliver sure. you from a boring life uh so as you, as one would think you know uh you're going to get everything you ever want mm. you're going to step into a kind of god realm or mm. something mm. so so it, uh but the more you i think if you pursue it in that way in the end uh it just becomes i don't know you just You can't take it seriously after yeah. you meet all the people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do know musicians. Funny enough, like my dad, actually, he's he's he really is. Uh, I would actually say it's his practice. Like he's still, mm -hmm. a, you know, he's a guitarist, and uh, but I'm not like that. Mm -hmm. I was doing it for other reasons. I think mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so that's reasons like you know, fame or fame, money, when money, yeah, other things, <laughs> <laughs> unspeakable, things. unspeakable, unmentionable things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, But yeah, um, yeah. What about you? And then you came to the to the Buddhist center. What, in that time, in that in that. Thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. I came along. Um, I ended up living in a men's mm. community mm. for uh, a couple of years, mm. which is good. Mm. Yeah, maybe on we talk about more. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, know. I can I can start sharing yeah. with my with my beginnings. Mm. Oh. <laughs> mm. Um, well, for me, for me, um, I mean, similarly to you, I mean, I didn't grow up with a religion, so I was, mm. uh, I grew up in a, in a very, um, atheist, mm. uh, environment really. So my whole family was from, you know, former East Germany, mm. uh, my whole teachers, my whole, you know, co-students were all, uh, part of, uh, well, you know, come from former East Germany. So mm. it was like. I did have um, religious education at school, but I only mm. chose that because I really liked the teacher. Oh. So you could have like a secular um, hmm. alternative to that mm. as well, but I didn't like the teacher, so I went to the religious one. But I think even in that class, hmm. there was one person who was actually baptized or something, hmm. so we hmm. kind of didn't really took it seriously. And hmm. <laughs> um, 
but I do remember in, the, in those in those religious education classes that something about um, you know like I don't know the values of loving your neighbor or sort of looking up to something higher mm. was always quite oh. quite interesting to me yeah. and I loved churches as buildings mm. and mm. was actually mm. friend with the um, with the son of the um, local uh, uh, priest oh, okay. uh, well Protestant priest obviously mm. um, so I went to the Uh, you know, to the priest house mm. quite a few times. I thought mm. it, I thought they were going to throw me out when they find out I'm not a Christian, but yeah. they didn't. They were oh. nice people. That's very nice of them. It's very nice of them, yeah. yeah. But then only later on when I was in, um, I was in Japan for a year. Mm. And um, because I just have, you know, big interest in, in Japanese culture oh. and society. I just, um, and I was working there uh, uh, in that year after I finished high school, I was working as a teacher in a language school but it would also um you know do office work and sit in front of, of a mm. computer and um um that was kind of the first like sort of full-time job i did and i remember sitting there in front of that computer thinking mm. okay great this is it now for mm. 40 50 years until retirement and there might might be like four years of uni mm. in between or five years mm. or even longer but But then after that, you like have a job and you just do mm. stuff. And mm. I remember, I remember talking about that to like my parents or other people, and and they would always be like, "Well, yeah, that's just life. Yeah, tough, you know." Um, yep. And I thought, "Oh, okay. Mm. <laughs> I don't want this to be life. You know, if life's mm. like that, you know, I was, I always, I was always kind of, I always had um." Sort of really two sides to me. So, so one one half of me always said. Uh, you know, sort of saw the misery, misery of life, but then the other half kind of said, well, it can't be like that. Surely there must be more to this. So mm. I always had that strong trust mm. or intuition as well. And mm. then, um, I don't know, just, you know, being in Japan, you know, I've, I've went to the other side of the world, mm. but, you know, that feeling of kind of misery stayed, stayed oh. the same. It was like I had the same kind of yeah. little depressions, like problems, everything mm. like I had at home. So mm. it was like, okay, well, I can't go anywhere without taking mm. my mind with me mm. can i mm. um and at that time i was actually spending i was kind of exploring religions a bit and um i went to buddhist temples especially because they would um they would uh, draw my attention i don't know i just really oh. loved the atmosphere so i would sit in mm. the japanese temples mm. praying to something because i knew that's kind of what you do if you're religious mm. you pray mm. <laughs> i didn't know how to pray to to buddhists was there um, was there something about the um I don't know the the Japanese aesthetic that drew you in. I mean, maybe to Japan itself, but also into mm. temples. Did, was there something about the aesthetic of it? Was that? Um, not really. Well, the the I mean, the funny thing is that in in Japan, the Japanese temples they're quite um, they're quite diverse. So you don't mm. uh, you know when we think of Japanese aesthetics, we think of like Zen temples or something. So quite mm. minimalistic. Yeah. Um, that's not how Japanese temples usually look like. Oh. You can get te Zen temples like that, you know, with like mm. a garden and, you know, some like a sandstone garden mm, or mm, something mm. like that. You don't, you mm. only have that in certain Zen temples from a certain area. Mm. What I was drawn to was mostly um, uh, Shingon temples, which were mm. like tantric temples. So you oh, had a yeah. lot of like loads of statues, mm. loads of mandalas, mm. uh, ritual implements everywhere. Mm. They were mm. usually, if they were not in the city, uh, those are quite old temples, so you would usually um, find them 
sometimes even uh, like deserted in in the mountains somewhere oh, wow. so you just kind of stumble upon like a little mm. chapel and then mm. there's like buddha and some other wow. uh, like teachers and gurus huh. uh, a bit like a bit like a japanese version of tibetan buddhism really wow. you know um not as colorful but yeah. you know still japanese but quite well, the, quite strong there's yeah. um uh the top floor Well, I've said it before. The top floor, mm. the British Museum. Yeah, I used to love going there. I'd mm. almost always when I whenever I went to the British Museum in London, I'd go mm. to the top, straight to the top floor. Mm. And uh, there's a fantastic. Um, it's not huge, but a fantastic uh, statue, mm. Rupa of Manjushri mm. uh, riding oh, yeah. a lion yeah. with a sword. And I was like, I wow! That I, I didn't like you said. I didn't yeah. quite expect that from Japanese Buddhism. Yeah, yeah. I, it has a single. Yeah. But it was fantastic, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really inspiring. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that that side of Japanese Buddhism isn't very known to hmm. to to the West. I mean, we either think of Zen, and if we know a little bit more about Japanese Buddhism, we might actually um, think of like Pure Land Buddhism, you know, like hmm. Amida, Amitabha, hmm. uh, that kind of Buddhism. But um, yeah, that sort of tantric, you know, more colorful kind of mm. side of uh, mm. uh, uh, Japanese Buddhism is quite old and it's mm. not as vibrant these days. Yeah, but it's influenced all other forms of Buddhism really uh -huh. in Japan. Um, yeah, and you've got—I mean, you even have wrathful deities yeah. and yeah. Uh, you know all that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so that was quite—they usually tend to be in sort of a mountainous areas mm. as well. So they're, they're quite huh. strongly linked with. Oh really? Um, I didn't know. So they're not. Mm. They're not. You uh, find them in cities as well, but not as much. Ah, yeah. You say so. So more of the tantric side of Japanese Buddhism is is more in mountainous regions. Oh or? yeah, definitely. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. You get the, this whole um, following of um, um, aesthetics uh, called the Shugendo, which is kind of oh. mountainous aesthetics, and they kind of take. Uh, it's not. Re they're not really Buddhist. They kind of is kind of a syncretic kind of form of. They do like uh, you know animistic. They do yeah. a little bit sh shamanistic, but they also have tantric. Yeah, uh, it's a bit like you know you know like the burn religion or something yeah. from 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 Tibet. So they yeah. would go into the mountains, spend oh. like oh. I don't know if nights there, do mm. their waterfall rituals mm -hmm. and pray wow. to the mountain god gods and mm. goddesses, mm. and also to the buddhas and bodhisattvas so mm. it's very but the the shingon temples are quite closely associated with that kind of oh. culture and the founder of the shingon tradition kukai is said to mm. spend a lot of time in the mountains so he would set up um uh, uh mm. his temples in the mountains so mm. the head temple koya is on a is on a huge mountain koya san away from was it the the you know Arya Parlo went on yeah on his eighty eight temples yes, that's tour. also Kukai yeah, yeah sounds so like Kukai was, is said yeah. to have done that that pilgrimage yeah, yeah. Mm. some amazing well just amazing mm. rupas and statues yeah. and oh, yeah. the aesthetics yeah. of it in terms of for me at least in uh, in Buddhist terms ja mm. the Japanese aesthetic is the one that gets me most oh yeah me too uh, yeah. I don't know. Fired up, mm. so to so to say, yeah. Definitely for me, for me as well. It's yeah. um, amazing. It, it tends to have, especially that kind of part, the esoteric part, is kind of um, uh, you know the statues, the temples tend to look quite jaded as well, uh, mm. which kind of makes it oh. even more interesting because mm. it's kind of you know it's like you it's that dusted and you know mm. there's color coming off, but you can still feel like the power of it, like that yeah. kind of comes through, and that's kind of what I was. You know that affected me. So I would sit in front of these statues oh. in the middle of nowhere, or, or even in oh, the wow. city, um, yeah, yeah. and just kind of being like feeling, 
Huh. The power coming kind of through me. Wow. So I had this intuition that huh. I knew, okay, I don't know what this is about. I have no idea what Buddhism is. Huh. But I know th these statues are trying to tell me something. They're trying, they're mm. calling me. They're trying to, to get me into mm. into what they have to teach. Mm. So so I just kind of knew, okay, I kind of, I need to, um, you know, I need to, I, I need to follow up on that. Um, are there, are there mm. still... Um, tantric practitioners, yeah, like serious tantric practitioners in Japan. Well, I don't know if they're serious okay, or not, yeah. but at least you have the tradition yeah. is still alive. Yeah. And have you have you seen any of that? I have seen. A f I mean, they do or a lot. Quite kind of secretive. It or? is a very secretive. Yeah. Um, it's or still orally transmitted tradition, so you don't know that much about the oh. practices because you need to be initiated to to yeah. to know the practices. Yeah. Um, they have done more and more on a sort of touristic level. So what do you uh -huh. what you can do now these days is you can <laughs> twice a year yeah. go there, get initiated into some sort of uh, you know deity yoga, deity worship, and then you get a practice. Huh. Um, or other things, what they usually do is like a fire ritual. That's kind of the the most famous thing uh -huh. where they where they pray to Archila Fudo. Yeah. Um, Fudo is quite an extraordinary looking character isn't he yeah, I mean, yeah. when you'd first look at yeah. him you wouldn't think he's a Buddha you know with a no. sword and these yeah. weird fangs yeah. and a noose and a hook yeah well he looks like um, yeah. the Japanese depiction of like an ogre yeah so that you have like ogres and demons yeah. in they're called oni in Japanese you find yeah. them all over Japanese culture and he's like looking like one of them yeah. like with that curly hair well that's interesting you say that because I think one of the things that one of the reasons uh, I'm a Buddhist, <laughs> just no. To be on topic, yeah. No, 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 it's not about that. But one of the reasons is because of this whole thing, actually, of not not pushing demons into some sub area mm. and all that energy. You know that that all this the the the, the what's that saying? The devil has the best songs. Oh, well, there, I, there is I, a I saying <laughs> there's something like that the devil has the best songs yeah. in a way and it's like you know I think in my previous understanding of, of quote unquote religion in a way mm. is you're a good boy or a good girl whatever it is you, you just oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah and all the all that all the real stuff yeah. you know the good songs well, you're not allowed anymore oh, but yeah, you yeah. have to wrestle with them and push them down yeah. in some ways that's true isn't it you don't yeah. want to be evil whatever mm. But at the same time, all that demonic energy mm. is super mm. important, mm. isn't it? Mm. Like, um, actually, funny enough, I remember when I was in this community in Bristol. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, by the way, I don't have any negative feelings towards Christianity. I actually really inspired, especially yeah. by orthodoxy. Yeah, sure. You know, the the whole like yeah. because of my own family and yeah. history and the icons, and so I've got no problem with it. Mm. But obviously, this guy who was a Christian had a mm. problem with us. Yeah. So he turned up. Uh, oops. <laughs> he turned mm. up. Uh, to the community mm. with a with a pamphlet that he'd made. Mm. Obviously, he'd obviously taken a long time to make this pamphlet. Really? Yeah, he'd done it specifically for you. For us, yeah, okay. it was very good. Okay. So it was like, um, <laughs> and and uh, I think at the top it said mm. uh, it's quite to the point. I opened the door, said hello, he said hello. He didn't smile, but he said hello and he gave me this pamphlet. Said, oh, thank you. And I looked and it said something like I can't remember exactly, but something like you're going to hell. Oh. Yeah? And there was a picture of um, Padmasambhava, oh. who actually looks like the devil. Yeah. And he even has a trident like the devil. He doesn't does, he? doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. This pokey oh, trident. Yeah. And yeah, like on your shrine. And 
and he's got he was riding a lion, uh, riding a tiger as well. So oh, he'd yes. obviously found this image of Padmasambhava yeah. with a and trident like, riding you. a tiger. <laughs> That's literally yeah. who we pray to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Looking quite wrathful. Yeah. Yeah. And he's <clears throat> basically uh almost perfectly the vision of the devil. So he just assumed, obviously, that we're devil worshippers, ah, yeah. you know. But the thing is, what's really interesting, isn't it? Because Padmasambhava has so much, so much there. It's yeah. all our darkness and demons, and it all gets yeah. transformed yeah, yeah, and all yeah. the energy. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. So I was really, in- yeah. I am interested. It's, yeah. I'm not. It's not something I particularly practice strong, you know. But the whole, what you're talking about, the whole uh, Japanese. It, yeah, uh, thing. Yeah, I mean that is that is when I was kind of confronted with that kind of demonic, wrathful kind of imagery that there is in, especially in tantric Buddhism. Hmm. Um, and I, you know, I was kind of confronted with that, and it kind of um, distorted my 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 image of what what religion is because hmm. because I thought, well, that must be some sort of demon or something. Oh no, it's actually hmm. a being that's trying to help you get enlightened. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well. What kind of religion is that then? You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, so I, I think that there was something in that as well. That mm. kind of, um, I mean, I didn't know anything about, I don't know, transforming the inner demons mm. and that mm. kind of thing. But um, but it's quite shocking, isn't it? Is it you, yeah, it's quite it's quite a thing when you first. Uh, I had that with Vajrapani as well. Yeah. This this uh, figure covered in flames yeah. with like ferocious with skull yeah. necklaces and choppers he's chopping mm. people up <laughs> and you think oh this guy's on your side if yeah. you're practicing yeah how does that work how do you yeah. manage to pull that you, one off yeah, you know? yeah it's like isn't like the first precept yeah. to like not kill people yeah, like yeah, how's yeah. that how's that happening yeah, yeah. i found that really liberating mm. actually because it is. you don't i don't i think the thing is one of the reasons i'm a buddhist <laughs> there you go <laughs> is because i want more life yeah, yeah. Yeah. I want to be more alive. Yeah. I don't want to be some repressed, tied up in a little box kind of religioso person. I actually want more life. And when you look at these figures like Vajrapani, it's, it's, it? mm. covered in flames, mm. pure energy. Mm. Well, that's what Sangharachita said. Enlightenment could be described energetically as well. Mm. It's like infinite, yeah. abundant energy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Unlimited energy. It's yeah. Like, wow, that's really appealing. Yeah. You know? Well, that's, that's kind of what I meant when I kind of sat there in front of that computer. Mm thinking you know it was literally the life you know i could i could feel the life being sucked out of mm. endless emails and right. databases yes. and i'm and sure like, everyone can relate to this <laughs> the whole world and it's like okay but if you i mean obviously there's a need for things like that to, to do like th- things need to get need, need to get done but um yeah. so i actually i, I brought a little quote mm. uh from Sangraksha, who is if you don't know he was the founder of the order that yeah Tarpat and i are ordained into mm. Um, so we will talk about him a lot. Mm. And um, when when I found this quote, mm. I really I I knew okay, I found where I want you know I found where I found my home as it were. I was like okay, I, I know that this is kind of the right community for me. This is the right path. This is Buddhism for me. Yeah. And when I found this quote, and do you if, remember where when you first heard this quote? Um, it was probably already. I mean, where sorry, or what this what the what the environment well, was. <sighs> No, I just not so much, but I found it in a book or something. Yeah, I was yeah, reading. Yeah. I was reading one of his books, hmm. and um, I remember uh, just feeling like this is exactly why I went on to the search hmm. for Buddhism. So this is the quote. Good. The quote says, "You haven't come into existence after all these millions of years of evolution just to sit down in front of a typewriter or to keep accounts." Oof. Yeah. 
And then he sort of goes on that life should be about play, should be about aesthetic appreciation, should be about, you know, a, a sort of a greater appreciation of, of uh, uh, you know, value of, of, you know, you're like, you're not the product of all these millions of years of evolution just to sit there and be sort of a wheel in the bigger kind of, you know, mechanism of, of, of some sort of company. Like, like this is not, Mm. what nature wanted as it were i mean if yeah. nature wants anything probably doesn't want anything but um <laughs> yeah, but still wants to kill you probably but yeah. <laughs> um still yeah <laughs> but still ingrained in mm. nature is both the potentiality for death mm. and life as you say can you, you know, read and, that quote again yeah. so you haven't come into existence after all these millions of years of evolution just to sit down in front of a typewriter or to keep accounts Oh, I like that. It's good, isn't it? It's like, well, that's the re for me. Hearing that is like uh, another reaffirmation yeah. of all the decisions that I've made to end up becoming, yeah, what people what you call a Buddhist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, sometimes, sometimes you you kind of on your own a bit, aren't you? You think, what have I yeah. done with my life? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah everyone. Why on like earth a am I a Buddhist? Job, yeah, yeah. Good, good yeah, house. Exactly. I don't know, partner, whatever. Yeah. Why am I doing children? this? It's like, like <laughs> it's so unsexy. Why on earth? <laughs> Yeah. Did I do this? Yeah. Like I live with you know a community with a lot yeah. of people here, yeah. sort of semi-monastic yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you have to remember what you're mm. doing sometimes yeah. because you don't. You sometimes you forget what you're actually about. Yeah. yeah. And then you think, ah, oh, yeah, it's the big picture, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 Like if you, but I mean, that's the huge, you know, evolution, yeah. you yeah. know, and then kind of okay, well, we've produced these people now, human yeah. beings incredible intellect incredible yeah. skills whatever and then yeah well what what are they doing with that they're just shoving like yeah 60% of the population oh, into Lord. workforce yeah <laughs> no doubt. i mean that was another reason that yeah. i think i got really uh switched on mm. and started getting more and more into into the dharma was listening to Sangharachita's series the mm. higher evolution series mm. and mm. I, i you know i'd never heard anyone talk in those terms in a way mm. but i thought it's fantastic mm. in the sense that okay we've come this far mm. but we need to consciously evolve mm. it had a huge effect on me actually oh, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. just in yeah, terms definitely. of like you say the bigger picture uh as a species but also as an individual like oh yeah why i'm here mm. the, the, I've, the universe has thrown me up mm. in this time and place <laughs> yeah, yeah, and what up. am i here to do then yeah, yeah? am i yeah. here to just do stuff and mm. then park myself in a bed and die somewhere i mean mm. what's what's the plan mm. here mm. yeah exactly and i remember talking to people kind of about that you know i, I hadn't the solution yet at that time mm. i just i just had the problem mm. of like uh, okay well ah. i just you know there's just work now for me and yeah. you know there's no kind of framework for that mm. so talking to people and uh, especially i remember my parents and And they were like, well, yeah, well, that's just what life is about. You know, you just kind of need to work, you need to earn money, yeah. you need to, you yeah. know, just, you're a dreamer if you think you can do something yeah. else. And in some ways it's true, obviously, you know, you do need to kind of yeah. take care of your living. No doubt. And we are living in a certain society. But no I thought, okay, if I have to do this, mm. you know, like, okay, this is just the kind of society I live in mm. where I need something else mm. on mm. top of that or I need a different outlet or a different, at least doing the accounts, doing the typewriting. Well, these days, typewriting will probably be like computers and emails and yeah. databases and stuff. Yeah, yeah. If I had to do that, it needs to be for something else. Yeah. So I had this image immediately that popped up into my mind because I was thinking, okay, what kind of um, occupation do I want to have? What kind mm. of job do I want to have? And what immediately popped up into my mind was, 
I want to become a priest mm. because I knew I, I kind of thought about every kind of job I could be doing and mm. everything would include some sort of, well, emails, you know, yeah. computer, sitting in front of a computer for hours and hours every day. Mm. But I thought, okay, a priest, like not a, like, I wasn't, I didn't know the religion yet. Mm. <laughs> so I just knew like a religious mm, mm, professional, mm. so to speak. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, someone who actually does really good things for a community, like mm. helps out people, does mm. something in a, in a ritualistic kind of way, in a mm. very non-utilitarian kind of way. Mm. Um, you know, it's like it doesn't help in a very mechanical kind of way anyone yeah. if you do a ritual, you know, but it's like, it's beauty. It's just mm. about, it's, it's about beauty. So that's that kind of, and then I just had to find a religion <laughs> which I could become sort of quote the priest. Well, that's interesting mm. as well, isn't it? Because there's, there's the, for most people, I think I definitely include myself that, or, or you, what I used to, what it used to be like in a way, there's a massive hole mm. In terms yeah. of myth yeah. and magic and meaning, frankly, mm. and that's absolutely that's is in a way I don't see it any different as it doesn't seem like a luxury to me. Mm. You know, it does. I mean, it is if you want to say it in one. Okay, so yeah, you need food <laughs> and you need some sleep, yeah, uh, and you need somewhere to you need some clothes and things like that. But in terms of as for after that, uh, I, I think things like that whole, well, one's minder, the myth, mm. mythological landscape, meaning, mm. they're not luxuries. No. They get treated as luxuries these days, mm. but I don't think they're luxuries. Mm. Do they get treated as luxuries these days? Maybe they do. I'm not sure in some ways. Well, or maybe we're just a bit more confused. It's yeah, less, they're just kind of, maybe yeah. not luxury, but like they're just being taken for granted as it were. Yeah. Or, yeah. And then you add a lot of luxury on top of that, yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, yeah, I did actually try uh, Christianity for like five minutes. Ah, yeah. How did I that go? To, I went to. Um, okay, up until that point, okay, I'm 18 years old. Yeah? yeah, I'm in Japan. Yeah, I have never been to a church in my life. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I've been in a church. Yeah. But like in a touristic kind of yeah, yeah, environment, yeah. so I've never been to like a church service is what I'm saying. Well, I've been to the church and like concerts and stuff. Like we went to gospel choir concerts with my mom, but huh. not as a, you know, yeah. in a religious setting. So I think the first time I went to a religious service which was actually on Christmas. We went to like a Baptist church, which, which was around the corner. Huh. It was just kind of nice because we sang those um, Christmas carols mm. in Japanese, but I could kind of, I knew that it was the same melody. Wow. Um, <laughs> Great. But then what I did was later then when I had that kind of religious crisis or, or crisis of faith or whatever, um, I went to the Catholic church because oh. I had a little shop and mm. I like shops. I like to shop. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> like to get things. So yeah. there are some nuns or so were working in that shop and um, I bought a rosary, yeah, because oh. I loved, mm. Mm. I didn't know what place it had in Catholic mm. um, uh, 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 spirituality. But um kind of i liked i've always liked rosaries and you know we have rosaries mm. in buddhism as well but um so i tried that out and there was a little booklet a little guide um on how to pray the rosary uh oh. in english so i bought that as well um and i thought okay i'm gonna do that great uh i started i mean it's quite complicated and then i start started doing it and i had to pray uh what do you have to pray the um you know the lord's prayer and then virgin mary and yeah 
but I had to stop immediately because the the language just didn't mm. didn't catch me at all. It didn't catch me like those Buddhist statues mm. caught me mm. in 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 the temples before. Mm. Um, there was just something to it where I felt like okay, this can't be. Uh, this can't be my framework. I don't know mm. why. I can't say it wasn't like oh, I don't like that bit or something. It was more yeah. like I can't get into that kind of mindset. Mm, mm, mm. Um, even though, obviously, as you know, still to this day, I'm very inspired by Christian yeah. iconography, liturgy. I mm. love you know mm. big incense masses and whatever. Mm. Uh, you know the songs, chants. Oh yeah, it's lovely. It's great. It's just. Um, yeah, I just I just felt like okay, this can't be the framework for me. This yeah. can't be the what I sort of put into myself that I then try to bring out in the world as well. Yeah, it's funny. I, yeah, I had a, a a similar experience, although a lot later. Mm. Oh, you know already all this stuff, but uh, <laughs> to tell, yeah, to tell, yes, <laughs> please. Oh, fascinating. <laughs> no, um, when was it? Uh, about. Probably about seven years ago, I went. Mm. There was a there was a a New Year's Eve or something like that. No, it was it was Russian Christmas anyway in Copenhagen. Oh, yeah. and there was a church and oh, oh it was amazing. Mm. The actual ritual, it, it was it felt more pagan than what we do. Mm -hmm. A lot more because mm. it's like an unbroken chain, isn't it? Yeah. You yeah. have this kind of well Russian or Eastern mysticism that start, probably began. In the beginning, mm. whenever we began as humans, it's kind of merged out of all of this stuff, and then the Christians came along and changed it. And I really got, a, I, and I, I felt it was actually quite painful for me. Mm. Because, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah, I so wanted to. I even did some genuflexing, did some <laughs> Russian <laughs> Russian crossing myself, <laughs> and the pre. I came two days in a row, two nights in a row, and the priest in the end, he was beginning to look at me a bit strange, like hmm, he doesn't know what the rest is. Yeah, he's trying this thing <laughs> he's now got and then down that bit. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I, look, and I, because of my family, I look a bit Russian. And he was a bit yeah. very confused, and yeah. uh, I was confused. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to be part of it so badly because the yeah. ritual was so incredible. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I thought, I thought it's going to be a while, a long while, perhaps before. I mean, the seeds of it in what we do, but it'd be a while before as Buddhists in the twenty first century, which is what this which podcast is, what this is about. Market, yes, uh, if you it, can't tell. <laughs> it's going to be a while before, before we get the weight of those rituals. Definitely. I mean, I had a very similar experience um, actually in a Catholic church and I tried mm. to reproduce it since and I, it, it, it didn't work. And that, mm. that instance was um, not too many years ago, actually. I was already training uh, for ordination. And um, so we have this Catholic cathedral here in Berlin, um, St. Hedwig's Cathedral. Mm. And I was in the area because at the time I was um, uh, quite close to, to the cathedral was well where i was working you know the place i was working for and had to drop something off there and then i thought okay i have a few hours left until i had to go i think to uni or whatever it was so i uh decided okay well i just go to that cathedral it was like wednesday noon or something so there was no i didn't expect mm. you know i thought okay it might be an empty church you know mm. you can just walk in i might just meditate there a bit you know just to kind of pass time in a more skillful way than I don't know having lots of coffee and cake at Starbucks yeah. or whatever. Um, so I, ex I just expected a bit of quiet time, and then I I entered the church and immediately was blown away by you know what I saw was the whole congregation being full. Like there was the whole, all the seats were full. Oh. Half of it were ordained people, so deacons oh. and priests in their garments. Wow. 
uh, like literally half of them. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> full organ playing, full choir, mm. three bishops mm. presiding over a mass. Um, and everyone was singing and kind of, mm. you know, also genuflecting and kneeling. And mm. then when there was the Eucharist, people, like all those ordained people went up to the, to the altar, obviously. Mm. Uh, uh, you know, they didn't get it from anywhere else. So it's just this huge procession of priests and deacons and bishops mm. to the altar all taking the Eucharist in and then the, the organ, mm. you know, incense, everything. Mm. Um, and they were circumambulating the altar mm. and uh, I didn't even find a seat. It was so full, I had to stand. Mm. Um, but that was kind of like, you know, you've, that kind of liturgy is just, it shakes you mm. through the, like it shakes your bones, like until mm. like really thoroughly, you know, you have the organ, you have the, you have the smell, you have yeah. the, um, you know the movements that you do you have uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, so all your senses it mm -hmm. really it really gets in there tries to get in this one message mm -hmm. of well whatever the message is um, yeah. <laughs> I haven't fully understood it yet yeah um, um, but uh, there's some message yes well one message is this is higher than yeah what you usually do this yeah. is more important than what you usually do yeah this is the message isn't it and um, and that actually like threw me off a bit because then I tried mm. to find that somewhere else and i went to other masses mm. and i was thoroughly bored uh mm. in other masses but that kind of full-on mm. like tradition it's interesting um, the whole theater yeah. the whole theater of it oh yeah it's amazing like on this uh russian christmas i think it was there's no seats obviously mm. in russian in orthodox churches there's no seats but they understand the drama of it so you've mm. got the stage stage whatever it is water, you know you've got these three doors yeah insert yeah. kind of yeah this <laughs> um, theological terminology here yeah never mind, <laughs> yeah, never mind. Uh, let's just call it the thing the stage the yeah, stage yeah, yeah. It's the thing with the doors stage, isn't it? it's golden yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Nice. it was amazing anyway but he'd come out of one door and then you'd go into the middle and all the oh, crowd yeah. would part and he'd do some stuff with some bread. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then he'd go back in Should again. Should this podcast, two Buddhas trying yeah. to talk about Christianity. And, <laughs> and he'd go through another door and then they'd sing and then everyone would come to the sides and like yeah. it's like a dance and he'd be blessing yeah. everyone with the yeah. frankincense. I was amazing. You know what was interesting? It was quite interesting, yeah. I was thinking two things. One was there was a Danish girl in there, mm -hmm. yeah. And that was curious because she was having a great time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's like, oh, this is so sweet, and oh, I love the way they're all there crossing themselves, and <laughs> how cute. Yeah, it was like it was all fun, <laughs> and that with her Russian friends. Yeah. yeah, and then suddenly the Russians got serious. Pretty warmly, they start yeah. crossing yeah. themselves, and all the lights go down, and the oh, singing. And she, she actually fainted. Did she? Yeah, I could see her Oof. freaking out. Yeah, she yeah. fainted, and the Russians <laughs> on the floor. Did she? Yeah, she fell on the floor. The no, no, none <laughs> of the Russians even looked vaguely bothered. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from her friends who oh, took her outside, again. They yeah. didn't, no, they didn't even. They just ignored her and carried right. on. And I was like, "Wow, it's unimportant." It, because yeah. it, what, it, what struck me as is like, mm. you know, I, well, I'm half Danish, but mm. Denmark is an incredibly secular country, like, oh, yeah. like almost viciously so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like, we, well, even the churches, yeah, very, the like, church secular. is completely like, yeah. there's no religion there. Yeah, no. so yeah. Uh, I think when they when when you come up from that environment and mm. you experience real religion mm -hmm. it's got the voodoo element mm -hmm. you know this kind of war like mm -hmm. this ritual sacrifice mm -hmm. thing going on and the smoke and the singing yeah so that was one thing and the other thing for me i'm not, I'm not going to bash Christi christianity because i could imagine in another time and place 
Oh yeah. Totally. If I found myself totally. in another place, yeah, yeah, I'd just get on with it. Yeah, if yeah. that's what the if that's what the spiritual become thing, a monk or something, yeah, or whatever. You know, priest. whatever. You just uh, you totally. Ch- you, there's a mythological system yeah. and love yeah. and morals, yeah, yeah, yeah. all this. Yeah, but actually, I did realize as painful as it was for me not to be part of this thing. It's probably more ethnic than anything mm. else. Not to be part of this thing. Actually, there's there's a certain this is going to sound terrible, but there was a certain darkness to it mm. or lack of luminosity, mm. at least in the congregation, mm. at least in that environment. Mm. The l- a lack of, you know, this in the Buddhism has such, which I, uh, another reason <laughs> I'm a Buddhist <laughs> is because it has this, it has this awareness, this mm. self-awareness, this uh, subtlety and mm. understanding of metaphor mm. Uh, non-literalism at mm. least as Banti's taught it you mm. know and an open dimension mm. of poetic dimension mm. and exploration to it which this didn't really feel like that it felt mm. amazing because mm. it was like a magic ritual mm. but it's at the same time it felt like if you weren't in mm. you were definitely out oh yeah yeah, yeah. like yeah. this poor Danish girl yeah. like, she was out yeah. she was out <laughs> it's pretty simple it's totally out yeah it was like woof <laughs> so yeah, and that's the difference, isn't it? For yeah. me, at least, like with with the Dharma, yeah, yeah. there's a certain wow, transcendent, luminous awareness that yeah. I didn't have, never come across yeah, yeah, yeah. in any places I've been other mm. otherwise. Somehow, you know, so it's, it's quite unique. And yeah. I mean, yeah, people don't like it these days to say, oh, you know, all religions are the same, aren't they? And uh, anyway, know. maybe whatever. We're not even going there. No, it was, but it links back into what mm. we were talking about with the demons earlier, doesn't mm. it? So. You know, Buddhism is only concerned to get the job done, as it were, you know, mm. to get the job done of, well, you know, here we are, kind of depressed, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> suffering. Unfortunately uh, so. <laughs> miserable, yeah. I don't know, I mean, you miserable might, I didn't even, by the way, I didn't even, you know, there's a lot of talk about, you know, oh, there's suffering, life suffering, da-da-da, yeah. total, total misunderstanding actually, yeah. of Buddhist teaching, but mm. anyhow, mm. I never really felt that when I came to Buddhism, oh. I, I never consciously felt like mm. I was, I was actually quite depressed. You're one of miserable. those. Yeah, yeah, actually, Rare. I was like, no, I'm happy, like, yeah. what, what was everyone talking about? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't have a problem. Yeah. (laughs) One of those rare people. Yeah, yeah. Well, but then looking back, I was actually quite, like, I always felt like my head was going to explode. Like, there's just so much going on. I would, you know, um, wake up in the middle of the night, just writing down what's going on in my mind. Uh, I think I have those stories. Like, like, I don't know, I would write some Mm. sort of fiction Mm. um, about what's going on in my head and, like, with figures trying to play out against each other. Mm. Yeah. and it was, it's quite horrible stories. It's like very gory, mm. very uh, strong, very dark. Mm. Um, so mm. looking back, maybe actually I wasn't so happy. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> there you go. Um, anyhow. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think I was more um, the person who was kind of drawn towards something rather mm. than, I wasn't consciously trying to flee from something. I was more kind of trying to find a good um I don't know, just a, just a just a sort of holy context for my life or something. Mm. Mm. Anyhow, what I wanted to say though was yeah. that um, you know what we're trying to do is we're trying to transform ordinary sort of mundane kind of consciousness into something into something that's called enlightenment, whatever that is. Mm. You know, uh, and that's that's the job that Buddhism is trying to get done. Mm. Uh, you know, everything we do is trying to be that, and mm. we're not doing it through suppressing one part of ourselves and being like, oh well, here's the demon let's get rid of him no 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 it's actually yeah. trying to it's actually looking at ourselves that's why awareness is so mm. important isn't it mm, mm, because mm. we're actually trying to see what we're doing mm. uh you know 
and kind of just acknowledge that at first and just mm. being like, okay, oh, well, here is everything you do, which is a bit clumsy, which is a bit weird, which is a bit miserable. Mm. And then, but we kind of need to take that energy with us. We mm. can't just throw mm. that away, can, can we? So, yeah. so that's different for me, whether, you know, in like Christian paintings, you usually get like, okay, well, there's heaven, there's hell. Yeah. choose yeah, yeah, uh, yeah we do have a there's there's a similar thing but you you have to take those energies yeah with you in buddhism you need to kind of mm. um well you, yeah you can't just kind yeah. of throw, throw them out the window i think in a way it's just maybe they're both attempting to do the same thing somehow somehow but actually if you're gonna get yeah somehow but if, if you're yeah. if you're gonna deny all those demons, mm. so to speak, then you're, you're going to come unstuck. It just doesn't work. Mm. You can't beat them because they're mm. you. Mm. So you, in a way, I, that's what, again, I appreciate that about mm. Buddhism. The fact that those demons have, you you embrace them mm. as mm. your energies and mm. all the violence and the sex and the whole thing. Mm. You don't just relegate that to the dustbin and say mm. this is mm. someone this is not something that i'm even mm. going to go near mm. it's it's it, you kind of do the real work you mm. have to see it first don't mm. you to, mm. to know what it is and then which again is one of the reasons i felt like when i first came across the dharma my friend cabler it was such a relief yeah oh my god you know just to, yeah. oh my god anyway but you know just to just to be able to say anything to somebody yeah even with you know I had friends of mine that were pretty rough characters, mm. but at the same time, that didn't mean anything because mm -hmm. there were some things that were completely taboo mm. with him. You know, whatever kind of strange feelings that are outside yeah. of that friendship group yeah. or strange views that don't yeah. fit the political views yeah. or, you know, uncomfortable emotions and fantasies that you should never tell anyone. Mm. I could tell him anything mm. and he'd just be like, he doubled, he doubled down on me like in a card game. I'd say... <laughs> Oh, I felt this, and he'd be like, "Oh, yeah, that's interesting." I had this thing where this happened, and, yeah, I, yeah. and I fantasized about that. And I'm like, "Jesus okay. Christ!" <laughs> okay, <laughs> but it was like a relief. I could mm. then say anything, mm. yeah. And then, I, then I could get to know myself, mm. and I felt more energized. It was like, "Oh, wow, yeah, okay." Mm. I, I this is this is fine to be me. Yeah, it's fine to have all these weird, conflicting, murky emotions. Yeah, you know that you see some of these medieval painters paint these weird demons yeah. and wiggly things with yeah, teeth yeah, yeah. and yeah. as if there's something outside of yourself. Yeah, it's, it's you. Actually, it's the raw material that you're and trying to work with. Yeah, it's so important to have yeah. friends like that. Yeah, if yeah. it's all going to be like there's certain things that are off limit and you can't express certain thoughts, mm. whatever they are. Mm. Yeah, I think that's the thing with with practice, isn't mm. it? You get true friendship, and I've got to be honest, it's quite rare in this mm. world. Mm. You know, I meet people that yeah i'm getting on a bit but i meet people mm. my own age mm. and it's almost as if they've never quite stepped out of the box mm. to be even venture to have certain thoughts because mm. they're socially not acceptable mm. or and then you see people saying things like for the first time and it's like they can breathe they might even change their mind after a couple of weeks but at least they could have said these things mm. that have been lurking mm. um mm. so that kind of honesty and uh, communication. Yeah, you do need that, don't it's you? Quite rare. Yeah. yeah, I was actually thinking about, you know, because Buddhism does say like the very last thing that will fall before enlightenment is actually greed and hatred, isn't it? So that, yeah. th those are the two things that we actually, yeah, you know, that's the thing. That's actually what we're fighting against, as it were. But yeah. it's the very last thing that will mm. 
you know, fall, you know, the subtle, the subtlest greed and, you know, the mm. subtlest lust and aggression, as it were. Mm. So, so coming back to those sort of more wrathful, angry versions of Buddhism mm. and, you know, Buddhist figures, mm. what they're trying to tell you is like, oh, oh, you want to hate? Well, mm. I give you something to hate. It's your, it's your own uh, mm. unskillfulness. Or, mm. or do you want to, you know, you, 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 you want to lust some, you know, you want to, mm. you want to be greedy. You want to have mm. sex with something. Well, mm. I'm, I'm going to give you something to, <laughs> to greed for, you know, yeah, yeah. but it's kind of, it's replacing, mm. replacing uh, the more mundane, mm. uh, um, objects of greed and hatred mm. with with more kind of uh, uh subtler versions that's kind of what those mm. what the well what the tibetan buddhism is all about isn't mm. it um but i also liked obviously what you said about friends because you know i think we all kind of have that feeling of um you know, we all have thoughts and sometimes we think are we are we the only people who experience that are, are we the mm. only people who think like that or experience yeah. that intense greed or that intense lust or whatever it is mm -hmm. and then just to have that kind of context where you can feel like well actually mm. we're all not nice people actually yeah <laughs> no i'm not a somehow, nice person actually somehow get on with that <laughs> um, i've realized i'm not nice at all <laughs> yeah but Majiro Bandu says yeah. that doesn't he? he's like yeah yeah what, what does he say like um oh uh, yeah you're not a nice person and you're not safe to be around or something. Um, but the funny thing is though, with that, I think that's brilliant because, um, you can really trust somebody that yeah. knows they're an evil, exactly. such and such. If, if you actually yeah. have a sort of really, uh, genuine experience. Yeah. If you know you what you're capable go, of. Yeah. Where you could go. Yeah. 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 If you think you're like, mm, sweet pie, you're a nice oh, person. Never do that. Yeah. No, but you know, Oh, I have done that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Then you're dangerous, aren't you? Mm. To yourself and others in a mm. way. Mm. It's quite important, actually, mm. that whole area, isn't it? Mm. Of, of really, because I think the people, we wildly overestimate mm. our, our goodness. Mm. Yeah. Although, oh, although we do, we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, then yeah. the, but then on the flip side, we wild, yeah. wildly um, underestimate it as well sometimes because i think uh -huh. sometimes we just think oh we're evil sinners you know kind of yeah. well not even quite that's going but you know we're just like low lowlifes we're yeah. not up to much spiritually yeah but then sometimes you find yourself in a situation where you behave in a way where you would never have expected yeah you you're quite both, shocked both poles have yeah you yeah. do you're like my yeah, yeah. god i'm capable of yeah i'm actually real goodness yeah, yeah. that's amazing yeah. let's do yeah. more of that yeah and that's yeah. a choice you have as it were yeah. isn't it but you need to figure out how to choose and what to choose yeah first yeah yeah it's crazy when when i started uh, getting involved with buddhism and you know you've one of our precepts is to be generous mm. um and i always thought i couldn't do it and then you just kind of you just do it yeah you're like get out of your way yeah and and you're like oh what well, i'm actually i can be generous isn't it? Mm. i can actually give to people i can mm. actually appreciate people mm. uh you know once you just sort of get yourself out of the way as it were yeah well, uh, that's a relief isn't it yeah yeah, it's yeah. a huge relief. I yeah. mean, if sometimes, you know, it's not the thing in itself, but occasionally I think practicing, you have a glimpse of what it might be like mm. to be alive, mm. but not be a self in a way, not how constantly mm. have to refer yeah. to this figure that needs defending yeah. and securing and mm. looking after and blah, blah, blah. You just got this aliveness, mm. which is somehow, some sometimes it's how I imagine the Buddha to be, you know, just, mm. just this like a, a power you know just like you're just alive and that's it and you just can give and you can you've got energy and you don't always have to have this thing in the middle called mm. me mm. and yet it doesn't it's not a nihilistic worldview where just because you quote unquote aren't there mm. doesn't mean 
there's nothing. It's, it's, that's kind of where the mm. where the misconception of like oh this kind of no self you know all this talk about no self comes in isn't it yeah. it's more it's not a it's not a metaphysical statement it's more a sort of method isn't it you're actually just yeah. trying to get yourself out of the way i don't even know someone said it, recently he yeah. wasn't even sure if the buddha even said talked in terms of like you never kind of banged on banged on about it in that way it's yeah well i mean there's an atman you know it's yeah, like no you don't have an atman no self yeah but um, but it's method, isn't it? It's well. always method. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and there's it's a like, number of different analogies as well. It's not just a technical, mental, uh, you know, position like oh, there's yeah. no self, everything's insubstantial. Because they sound quite heady. But then I, yeah. when we did, maybe I asked you the other week. You know, when I was doing a talk about how the Buddha described enlightenment uh -huh. himself. You know, in poetical terms, that aren't any less valid because they do evoke something like putting down the burden. Yeah. Yeah, the light, you know, yeah, the being freed from cool death, cave, the cool cave, yeah, the shore. Yeah, they're just as valid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just as valid. Oh, definitely. Yeah, just let because we get all into think, mm. oh, we have to come up with a kind of coherent. Well, it is coherent, but a kind of coherent analytical approach to things mm. if it's real, because we value our intellect mm. as mm. a society greatly, a lot more than our kind of. I don't know, spiritual intuition, maybe that's the wrong word. I just said that, it doesn't matter. Yeah, well, no, I think, yeah, you're getting at something because it's Do you like... Do I mean? It's yeah, like we, we, yeah. have to come up, if it, if it, we have to come up with a bulletproof uh, analytical theory, which yeah. is important. It's, yeah, you, yeah. You know, you do, like Banty said, you need, to, you need to be able to think before yeah. you can yeah. transcend thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which most of us don't, <laughs> me included, you know, struggling to do. Like, mm. Actually, to be able to think clearly, mm. that would be a good start. Mm. But I mean, it's not... Just because something makes sense logically, mm. Buddhism doesn't end with logic. No. It's beyond logic, beyond but Because you're trying thought. to transform your whole being, isn't yeah. it? So you have thought, but you also have emotion, you have... Yeah. You know, it's so... And that the, the, yeah. the, 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 um, unknowable thing as well. Like we're communicating now, and yeah. you, you know, yeah, of course, we've got emotions, we know what they yeah. are, we know what thoughts are, yeah, we know what actions are. And at the same time, there's this, this quote-unquote other... Mm. isn't there you know when you when you sometimes you get glimpses don't you at certain points maybe when you're on retreat i don't mm. know just mm. whenever but there's something comes you become something or something happens and mm. it's like a it's a like you're completely at home mm. all of a sudden and it's also a shock yeah it's like you're completely at home and you're like oh this is totally different <laughs> but i'm at home yeah it's those it's those kind of moments when yeah. you're like um you see that where you could be, like where your life, the direction that your life could go. Yeah. But so you're happy. You're really blissed yeah. out because you think, oh, finally I found something. Mm. But at the same time, you're so afraid because you think, well, that means I actually need to leave something behind as well. And there's a certain yeah. identity yeah. involved as well. In a way with, the Bud with Buddhism in that sense, you know, if I look at my own life, it's, I mean, it's not this is totally over the top, I say. It's, it's sort of crisis to crisis in a way. <laughs> it's not really, but, you know, you kind of see something and you and you, it's a, like you say, you all of a sudden you're in a different world, but yeah. it's the same world, but it's a realer world, blah, 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 and you just, wow. Mm. It's undeniable. Then, oh God, I've got to change my life. Yeah. And then I've got to tell people, now I've got to leave this work I'm doing. They're all going to be annoyed with me. People are going to ask me what I'm doing. Then I'm going to move to this place. And then you stay there for a while. You have another mm. experience and it happens again. Mm. It's quite interesting, isn't it? Yeah, like, you know, uh, yeah, being a Buddhist means kind of the, or, well, Buddhism tries to tell us, you know, that 
that we're the only ones to blame, as it were. You know, you're the only person to blame here, mm. in a way. I mean, it's quite provocative, but it's Easy. like, well, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, you're, you know, if you if you want to make something out of your life, well, yeah. obviously there's outer conditions always, yeah, but... Yeah. Um, but it, even still, it puts it on you, doesn't it? It puts it on it you. Does put gonna, it, it doesn't put that's it undeniable, yeah. which is really unpleasant to hear when you're in a bad state. I was, yeah. When I've been in a bad way, yeah. the last person I want to read is Shanti Deva. <laughs> it's like, why am I, <laughs> I studying this guy? Why do I have to study this guy? <laughs> and at the same time, yeah. he's so heroic. And I know that he's actually right. Yeah. And that's you're the worst the only bit. one to blame. Yeah, that's the worst bit because I don't want to hear that. For where you're at, at now. At all. Yeah. I don't want to hear any of that. Yeah. And he's saying... And like, you can imagine, especially medieval India, it's no picnic, you know, it's like, it's all. So it's like, this dude has obviously been through stuff and he even, and the, all the Tibetans, you know, it's a rough place. Yeah? yeah. They're all saying, yeah, this is tough. Yeah. But you need to step up a gear and yeah, do yeah. something with your mind. Yeah. yeah. Work like, on your mind. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to hear that. Please. <laughs> Don't hear any of that. Please work on your mind. I want to hear someone saying to me, yeah, no, it is them actually. But then, see, the thing is, though, Mm. if someone did say that and you did get into kind of tribalism in that kind of Mm. religioso sense, like, yeah, yeah, you're right. They're bastards. Excuse my friend. Excuse my language. And yeah, they're (laughs) bastards. It's all their fault. And you were right. So you just chill out. Yeah. That would leave me with a very bad taste in my mouth. Obviously. Yeah. Well, you want to you, you want to look at yeah. scripture and be really challenged. Yeah. Like, do you like do you really want to look at a scripture and be like, oh, how nice, <laughs> yeah. oh, how lovely? Imagine that. Isn't that lovely? That'd be a nightmare. What a nice, warm feeling. Yeah. You just bring the dharma right oh, down to okay. the level. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's true, isn't mm. it? You want something that. What would be the point of this mm. if it wasn't difficult? If it yeah. wasn't a challenge? Yeah. What's the point? What's the point? I just go to Why a spa, man. I, I have a nice yeah. bath, whatever you <laughs> yeah, yeah. do there. It's nice. Have a bit of like religious kind exactly. of accessories nice. hanging down my backpack and then Why be not? like, oh, I'm a Buddhist. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but <laughs> it's great. Without you actually sitting down on the cushion and doing yeah. anything. Interesting. How are we doing for time, by the way? We're good. We can um, slowly wrap it up. All right. Good. I can leave you with one more thought. Please do. Dharmasara's thought for the day. No, it's actually not my thought. It's, oh. it's another it's another concept by Sangharakshita because mm. I've been listening to one of his talks recently, which oh. was about um, this whole topic of uh, refuge. Mm. And I'm not going to go into that now. Ah. Maybe next week. Next, you know, next yeah. week on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> the 21 CB thing. <laughs> um, so he was, he was talking about uh, escapism. Oh. is buddhism escapism because mm. i've actually heard that a lot as well it's like oh, oh you're a buddhist or oh, you're trying to sort of renounce the world you know mm. go away go go forth meditate all the time isn't that the opposite of what we should be doing like mm. engaging with the world you know like being active socially active politically active yeah so so he's going into that and he's he's well first of all back at the you know i think it was in the 70s or so when he held that Maybe in the end sixties, actually, can't remember um, when he held that um, talk. When he gave that talk, he couldn't actually find a um, dictionary and um, entry for escapism, but oh. doesn't matter. Um, so he he actually then comes to the con- conclusion that escape is actually a very valid um, <laughs> way of phrasing what Buddhism is about, <laughs> uh. because escape means you know you try to get free from something, get rid of something, liberate yourself from something, mm, get mm. out of a mess. Mm. Uh, that is escape. So that's mm. actually what we're trying to do. We're trying to we are. to escape. So so he he defines um, 
So, so, so think of yourself as living in a prison. Yeah, prison being, well, in Buddhist terms, samsara, right? Like yeah. mundane existence, kind of suffering, mess. Mm. So he says, well, you know, the escapee, so one who is kind of pursuing the escape, the real escape of Buddhism, yeah. would be someone who tries to break out of that prison. Mm. And then he says, well, there still could be escapism then. Yeah, so mm. the escapist, which mm. is not, who would not be the real Buddhist, mm. he tries to forget the fact that he is in prison. Ah. That's the escapist. Yeah, he tries to forget the fact that he's actually in prison. And mm, okay. he says there are two kinds of escapists. Um, I'm only going to give you one type, because I think that's the one that's most uh, um, um, relevant for us. He says um, they are trying to forget the fact that they're in prison by becoming absorbed in whatever activities can be carried out on uh, carried on in the prison walls. So they're just trying to, you know, forget the fact they're in prison by just trying to do everything they can, whatever activity they can within mm. the prison walls. Mm. And I don't know, that just gave me the shivers mm. <laughs> when, I, when I heard that because I thought yeah. that's exactly what I'm, yeah. what I kind of intuitively thought I was doing or I was kind of, you know, all this kind of, you know, I, I don't know, the typewriter thing, you know, sitting in front of emails. Mm. And mm. I was like, are people actually just trying to absorb themselves in mm. you know whatever is possible mm. you know within the context of mm. what we're actually doing but mm. um you know like uh of some sour mundane existence you know mm. well you know people just try to go to work just get over it not really feel that they actually don't like it mm. absorb themselves with netflix porn whatever you know whatever is possible yeah so but what what what, what the real escape would be then is to actually liberate your mm. mind from those fetters that keep you uh uh you know they're trying to keep you on the mm. you know on the ugly ground so to speak mm. um mm -hmm. yeah very good i like that i like that so don't forget I won't. you're in prison <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, i don't need reminding <laughs> buddhism is fun yeah it's great <laughs> joyful <fun. laughs> oh, no but that's the fact that's kind of the It, Buddhism is always portrayed as something quite sort of loomy and kind of dark and, you know, yeah. oh, you have to reflect on suffering and yeah. prisons and, I yeah. don't know, and discipline all the time. But actually what, mm. what it's trying to say, and I think one thing that I only realized relatively late in my involvement with Buddhism is mm. that through spiritual practice, you actually, you know, you are, you're seeing through the way you're actually creating your own suffering. So there is, it isn't like life is suffering. Mm. It's more like, well, you just create a lot of mess for yourself all the time and for no other doubt. people, no especially for others. Mm. Uh, yeah, we mm. have to deal with your mess. Thank you very mm. much. <laughs> um, <laughs> so seeing through that and then actually learning how to create more happiness and bliss mm. and uh, joy for others and mm. yourself, that's mm. the path of Buddhism, as mm. it were. Not, not mundane bliss, mm. but like really Real lasting bliss, bliss yeah. that isn't dependent on the internet or yeah. whatever it is or even i don't know emotional dependence of your partner yeah. but a very individual very kind of individually sustained uh, bliss well that's interesting isn't enjoy. it yeah i mean because that's actually a really good analogy you know the whole prison thing because actually prison is not much fun is it Well, I, I don't know. I don't know either. But <laughs> I assume it isn't. I've heard, I've heard <laughs> it's not much stories. Stories that it's not much. It might not be so. It's not so great. <laughs> enjoyable. But the thing is, you can yeah. get by. You can kind yeah. of, and then people get used to living in prison. Yeah. 
and you know you have all your little scams selling cigarettes or magazine whatever you're doing in there and then come time when you're released it's like a whole it's almost like freedom's too much and in the same way it's, it's too much yeah it's the same for us mm. you know sometimes freedom you get those little moments mm. where you get a taste a taste of freedom a taste of freedom as a lecture oh, by what an amazing, that's a fantastic lecture <laughs> but you get a taste don't you and some you go towards it and then sometimes it's just too much it is. You just think, yeah. let me just get back into my nice little prison. Why don't you just shut the <laughs> gate again? Eat a lot of candy right now. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you know what's, but what's interesting, isn't it? In those moments, is that you. It's not like a thought. It's just a f- f- impulse. Like, oh yeah. Mm, oh, it's just like oh, cake. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Cake. Oh. Mm. Mm. Or worse. Or a lot worse. Oh, a lot worse. Thank we you. always say cake, don't we? Like, we always say, but oh, for yeah. me, it is cake. Actually. Yeah, same here. <laughs> that's true. Well, that's an upgrade. It's an upgrade. It's yeah. an upgrade. Yeah, Cake's yeah. not the worst thing that can no, happen. No, you know? But it is true. You get these um, moments on retreat in deep meditation where you're pretty horrified. Hmm. But it's not a, it's not, I mean, there's two kinds of, uh, two ways of being horrified in meditation. One is actually you, you did it wrong and you're actually just confronted with your own horribleness. Uh, <laughs> so we're trying to actually, you know, that's not where you want to go. Uh, some people would really pursue that. Horrible kind of, bhavna. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But people really try to, to, to do that sometimes. Yeah, I need to look in the face of uh, my yeah, demons yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but sometimes you actually see something so beautiful, mm. so true. Mm. Uh, you even have a glimpse of what your life could be like or your mind could be like. I had that, I think, at least once. And then you just, you know, your mind just can't hold it. It yeah. can't hold the the reality, as yeah. it were. So it just shuts down yeah. and says, okay, uh-uh, I can't have any of that because... Yeah. Because in order to sustain that, it would have to destroy itself. Yeah. It have to. It would have to become a bigger, more. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, we're not professionals. We um, are. We are very <laughs> professional. Yeah. You know, it would have to become a much bigger version of itself, mm. much more. And it's afraid of that because it's unknown what mm. what that mind would look like. It would have to lose part of its identity. Mm. Mm. So, so, I've I've definitely had that. And then you're like, okay, thanks for the experience. Yeah, I'm gonna go back to the kitchen now yeah. and actually make sure I still taste something. <laughs> Do you know what? I just, I just had this thought. I had this memory when uh, my two two ex girlfriends ago, she chucked me. Yeah, because she was fed up with going out with a Buddhist because it was so so annoying. I didn't want to do it. I didn't never argued with her. Yeah. it was like a good. It was a fair point. I just wasn't that in, 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 invested. I was probably too in well from her point of view too invested in my friendships yeah yeah which is fine by me but obviously yeah. it wasn't fun for her anyway she dumped me yeah i really liked her as well and what was hilarious is i put down i put that on the phone and i just it wasn't even a negative feeling i just thought mm, i fancy drinking about 12 pints of guinness <laughs> it was just like like in a friendly voice <laughs> yeah and then i said to my friend it's always a friend yeah voice, i said it? to my yeah. friend who i was living with in the community in west london jan mm. yeah Good old, you know, good old Jan. I said to <laughs> shout him, out to Jan. Shout out to Jan from Ukraine. Anyway, and I said to him, I said, yeah, should we go to the pub? And he was like, uh, no. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, but I, I want to drink about 12 pints of Guinness. And he said, are you all right? I was like, oh, I don't know, maybe not. <laughs> it feels all right, but... It's like that though, isn't it? Yeah. It's just a reasonable voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just seen had some mind blowing. I mean, forget that bit. But the, you know what you're talking about on a higher level, and what you have a mm. mind blowing experience where you see that you're living 
you spend 99.999% of your life in mm. this tiny little box bandwidth of a mm. mind. Yeah. Mm. And there's so much more. Mm. And sometimes it's just too much. You mm. just go, yeah. And thank you, but no, thank you. I'm going to switch How about on. No, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How about actually, like, I actually do like my old self yeah. quite a lot. This is fine, yeah. And the, but the thing is, you feel good because you've been meditating yeah, yeah, a lot, yeah, so you feel yeah, quite yeah. good about your old self yeah, anyway. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. it's a double, it's really difficult. It's difficult. But I think the thing is, I've I come to feel recently, it's about momentums. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not necessarily about clinging to the big experience and trying to get the crowbar in and yank the doors to reality open and <laughs> sort of step in there like, yeah. I'm here and yeah, dissolve yeah. into the light. That's, I think, what I'm know. trying to do a lot, yeah. actually. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but in a way that that doesn't work no. either it's like it's just momentums mm. i think i mean it's good to to have that though like you, you do need to expose yourself mm. to a bit of reality and kind of push yourself there but then when you're there you kind of fall back so it's a bit of like back and forth actually yeah it's back and forth isn't it yeah but you in it's a way it's about in a way it's like uh the whole analogy of being a bit of well being an amphibious creature Mm. Or, or 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 a bird of flight. So, you know, you get used to a certain freedom. So you maybe I don't I don't know what I'm talking. I don't know which way around this works. But at the moment, I'm a human, and enlightenment is like the ocean or the sky or something. And you you go in and you flap around in the water a bit, and yeah. you go, oh god, big waves, and you get out yeah, again. Yeah. But then eventually, you start to be able to swim, and that's like enlightenment. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. whatever, <laughs> whatever. But you know, you get used to the territory, don't yeah. you? Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, it's getting used to a new way of, mm. of I don't know, of being as a yeah. yeah, new mind, mm. a new mind and a new world, a new mind and a new world. Right. And that's a very profound note to end on. It is. Yes. Well, thank you very much. Well, it's been a pleasure, brother. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. And uh, well, we see you. Yeah. Uh, how do we end these things? I we don't say, know. We just say, uh, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. And, and we hope to do this more often now. Yeah, well, we've got the equipment. So got the equipment. <laughs> we spent a lot of money on nice We've got the equipment. experience now. Yeah. And, uh, it was a pleasure. We'll see what, it was a what pleasure. happens. Yeah. yeah. This is, I mean, come on. Fantastic. fun. Great. <laughs> Take care of yourself. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Look after yourself. Look after yourself. Goodbye. Bye. Ciao.